This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up on today's show, we check in with Steve Matson of Matson Angling and talk Grand Rapids area fishing. Winnie, Pokegama, and the Graha. It's all coming up. I'll turn the lake into a big old ass. I never use less than 20 pound tails. If you're fishing with me, you're fishing with the best. And if you're not, who is there? Soon you're gonna be. I catch more fishes than the seagull birds. If you all ain't fishing, you're a bunch of nerds. Cause the fishes all tremble at the side of me. Cause I'm fishing. Bumpin' yeah. Country. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, we're checking in once again with Steve Matson of Matson Angling. Steve, welcome back to the show. Always a pleasure, Kev. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, and uh, you always tee it up really nice for me, and you talk to me uh, the month of June, and it's such a fantastic time of the year to, to be fishing and be in part of the North Country, and spending time in the outdoors so uh love love talking to you and as, as always it's a pleasure well great I, I hope i don't disappoint today but uh we're going to start off by uh you know those who maybe have, are new to the show as the show seems to be expanding quite a bit uh tell us a little bit about who you are uh what mats and angling is and uh and what where you fish primarily yeah so my name's steve Matson, and i'm uh uh, an outdoor writer and a and a guide and a fishing pro and uh, just an outdoor promotionist uh, that's that's been doing this for a couple decades now and based out of the Grand Rapids area so we got a plethora of lakes within you know half hour of here we got thousand lakes I guess um, in the area and it's full of fish from you know trout to muskie to pike and walleyes and panfish and it's just a, a mecca for uh, fishing opportunities uh, in the grand rapids area well indeed it is and of course um, this is the best i think a lot of people think i think it is the best time in the year to fish the weather is nice everything's biting i mean literally everything is biting right now and uh, yeah as you noted when we first started this is prime time for for minnesota fishing yeah, 100%. You know, we we put up with uh, long winters, and this winter was a long winter, snowy winter, and then, uh, you know, spring comes around, and then we get to where we start to see some nice nice uh, uh, weather, and the water starts to warm up, and, I mean, the fish just start to bite, and it's, uh, I mean, it's so fun as an angler, just to, like you said, every everything is biting right now. So, um, you know, if people want to get into the sport, June is the month for sure. Um, you know the weather's nice and everything's comfortable, and and the fish the fish cooperate, and so it's just a recipe for success. You know, no question. Well, how has the walleye bite been over there since the opener? So I mean, since the opener, I mean, right right from the get go, everyone 
you know, thought it was going to be cold water, it was going to be tough, and that, you know, it started out kind of slow, but it, or you think it would start out kind of slow, but it really went gangbusters, and it's been good. I mean, it's been really good from, you know, Winnie to, uh, you know, Split Hand to, yeah, all the lakes around this area have just been um, great, great success, great start to the year. Um, and, you know, the, the Jig and Minnow Bites slowing down, and we're moving into the part part of the season when uh, crawlers and leeches and uh you know plastics and things like that start start to shine but uh, it's been it's been really good i mean i i can't every, everybody that i've talked to that's gone out has has tasted success uh it, big time i mean some people are just absolute absolutely clobbering them and but most people that go out are having you know fun time and catching uh plenty of fish and stretching their string well, let's talk a little bit about Lake Winnie over there. That is a lake that uh, I've been hearing for the last couple of years is really going to be awesome for the next few. And I'm I'm hearing reports that the bite is on, and we're finally getting some that that we can keep. There was a, quite a few years they were always over the slot, but now we're getting, or, but there isn't very many under the slot, uh, or a, a lot of them in the slot, I should say. And now we're we're getting those year classes where we can keep them and, and maybe have a fish fry. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, it's it was you know one of the staples in the state of uh, you know healthy fishery and kind of was a little iffy for a while there, and we're getting to back to the point where it's it's a pretty healthy fishery. Um, you know, Red Lake has always been really good, really good spring fishing, and that's always taken a lot of attention from you know anglers through from throughout the state go up there and. Uh, it's pretty easy to catch catch your limit of walleyes, and um, but yeah, Winnie Winnie kind of got a little quiet there. But it is you're right; it's it's coming back. Um, it's you know the, the success up there that people are having for a while. There there was some discussion of you know zebra mussels and things like that making changing the fishery, and um, and it does it clears up the water. But uh, like I think we said before in your program, Kev, is that uh, our, the anglers these days are willing to adapt and change, and they're just they're just better at making the changes necessary to to catch fish and. And they've been able to do that and do that on Winnie. And like I said, it's it's heading back, uh, headed back in the right direction. And uh, I think you know we we should be pretty happy to to see that and, and be pleased uh, for for those results. All right. The uh, what, what what would you suggest people be doing on Lake Winnie right now? So Lake Winnie, yeah, it's, it's the fish are still going to be you know relatively shallow. They're not going to be up in three feet of water, but they're transitioning out to a little bit deeper water and even starting to head out to the humps and you know the, the crawlers and spinners and uh leeches are are gigging leech or you know leech on on some type of live bait rig is 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 going to be your staples out there um for those that uh, have the newer technologies with uh forward facing sonar and things like that i mean you can um target them that way through your jigging wraps and you know target your presentations there with the slip bobber setups and that sort of thing, but they're it's starting to transition as the water warms up to their their summer haunts, and they're all heading that that direction. And and like I said, the, the crawler crawler bite and spinner spinner bite is is where you need to be. All right, um, coming up in a few weeks uh, is going to be the uh, annual Graha uh, Walleye Shootout uh, for uh, Grand Rapids Area Youth Hockey Association. Um, that's on Pokegama. Pokegama is loaded with giant. Walleyes, giant northerns, giant all kinds of fish, but it uh, it can be a tough lake to fish. What's what's been going on on uh, Pacagama this year so far? 
Yeah, so because it's a you know deep clear lake, um, it, it typically takes a little while to warm up, and so it, the walleyes are a little bit more difficult to, to find early in the season. So it doesn't get uh, much pressure early on. Uh, but as the water warms and the fish start to transition into the, you know, their summer stages, they start to be, uh, be able to see them on your electronics off the brake lines or up close to the edge of the brake lines. And we're, we're getting to that point. Um, so we're starting to see a lot, a uh, lot more activity on the lake. Uh, of course, it's a very popular lake just in this area, just with pleasure boaters and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, with the, with the tournament coming up in the next, not not this coming weekend, but the weekend after that, we're starting to see a lot more walleye guys um, spending their time and trying to figure that out so they can get their uh, their chance at hoisting the hoisting the trophy and winning eighteen thousand dollars. So, but the lake is 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 coming around. It's uh, you know we had the late ice out, but we had so much water up here from the snow melt that they kind of backed up the kegamucks. It is um, you know it's part of the Mississippi. It's connected to the Mississippi, so it tends to uh, get backed up when when they have to restrict the flow from the, from the area, and that happened this year. And what that does is it brings in a lot of a little bit dirtier water, like a little bit of stained water, and it kind of uh, it kind of speeds things up, I guess, if you will, because the water taking on a little bit more stain, it tends to to warm up. Um, so we had that a little bit, but it is it is clearing up again as as water levels are back down to pretty pretty close to normal. Um, the lake is. Is, uh, is is getting healthy, like I said, and, and the fish are showing up where they should be. And uh, I expect guys to really have a really good showing here at the, the next couple of weeks here for this this Graha. Steve Manson of Manson Angling, my guest. We've got a lot more to cover with Steve, including a lot more talk about Pekegama next. I'm Will Rosedale, proud to help educate Kevin Jackson on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Hi, I'm Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Get hooked on Bemidji this summer where you can catch fish as legendary as Paul Bunyan himself. From panfish and walleye to pike, bass, and the elusive muskie, Bemidji provides an exceptional fishing opportunity for all. Immerse yourself in the Northwood setting and experience the natural wildlife Bemidji has to offer. Find out more at visitbemidji.com. Bemidji points I'm Chuck Hassey of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Steve Matson of Matson Angling, my guest today. We were talking about the Graha Tournament and Pokegama when we went to break. Let's pick it up. Again, loaded with some big walleyes. It usually takes a pretty big bag to win that tournament. Yeah, it's, it's really incredible. I mean, it's, I think last year was almost a nine-pound average to, <laughs> to win it, um, which is <laughs> it's great anywhere. Uh, fantastic anywhere, but even even to, to get a check, I mean, you have to have a very good day out there. So, um, but it's you know as, as their technology has improved and people spend the time out here, and it, it, it gets you know has a draw of getting some really uh, you know some of the best in class walleye guys are coming up to show showing up to fish the event, and uh, they know how to catch walleyes in any pit or pond or you know river system or whatever so they show up and on their electronics they can see these big big walleye swimming around and they just they just know how to catch them so it, the competition is, is pretty stiff um but like i said it's just as a whole i think all the, the even the average anglers uh are just getting that much better 
Mm-hmm. Uh, at, at, at fishing them and learning how to catch them out there, that it's, it, it makes for quite a spectacle and al- <laughs> almost seems like it's impossible. Like, what do you mean, a nine-pound average, you know, to win this? But like you said, Kev, Kev, uh, this, this lake has them uh, and, and has enough of them. Uh, and, and, and the neat thing about this tournament is, you know, you're seeing this, this type of format uh, become more popular as the, the catch and measure and release. So we're doing our best to preserve the, the fishery by, you know, catching the fish and getting your measurement to your weight uh, conversion off of that, but then putting the fish back in the water and giving it its best chance at survival. So I think that's that's really helping things that we're not, you know, putting them in uh, a live well and carrying them around. And, um, you know, some people are for it, some people are against it, but I, I think it just it does help the fishery, especially these big old female walleyes uh, make sure that they got a shot to be swimming around, I guess, for the rest of the season and on to the next year. So, Yeah, that's, that's definitely what all the you know ones around here are doing. I was at the Leech Lake uh, a couple of weeks ago. They do that now. I was at the Knights this past Saturday. They do that. And uh, it's uh, it is it's what's happening. It's not going back. Uh, you know, there's there's going to be very very few uh, tournaments that are going to be actual weigh-ins. I would say uh, now to and and five years from now is going to be even fewer. Uh, you're probably right. You're probably right. You know, uh, some people like it that are for it and some are against it or whatever. But I I think it is the right thing to preserve the fish and <clears throat> like it's the fishery. Like I said, give them the best chance at survival and best chance to you know keep keep the fishery healthy well besides the uh, walleyes what what's been biting lately and what have you been fishing for yeah I'm, like i've said all along I, i'm a uh mixed bag type of guy I, I usually don't try to fight the bite too much and we've we've kind of followed that format with my son growing up and um really we spent a lot of time uh fishing panfish the, the pan fishing uh this spring has been just unbelievable just world-class no matter which lake we went to uh you know you look for them up in the shallows and they're there and they're hungry and that's been a lot of fun and of course it seems like the bass are always biting so we've, we've been able to do a little bass fishing too and and even mix in of course to walleye fishing and um you know we do the jig and minnow thing early and then uh, we we get heavy into it once uh, they get on the brake lines and that get out uh off off the edge a little bit that gets to be pretty fun and that's that's right here. It's right around the corner. So, but like you said, and we've talked about it. It's pretty much all fishing has been really good, really good this spring. Uh, we've had favorable weather. You know, weather's been pretty consistent, and so the water's warming up nicely, and the weeds are starting to starting to pop up, and uh, you know, the panfish, like the crappies, have spawned or they're coming off the spawn, so they're getting hungry again, and they're just kind of outside on the weed edges and. Yeah, it's just been the whole area. Like I said, every lake that we've gone to has been pretty much going, and it's it's been a lot of fun. I know your area, just like our area, has a ton of secret little lakes for bass anglers. I'm not going to ask about those, but uh, what are the better-known, uh, very successful uh, bass lakes in the Grand Rapids area, greater Grand Rapids area? Yeah, so we really have a lot of them, and, you know, the, the, the major major league fishing and Bassmasters have come into the area, you know, within the last 10 years and kind of highlighted a lot of those. But, you know, Pakegama, um just has the smelt in them. So all <clears throat> all the bass, the large melt and small melt, they all grow to be pretty healthy and they learn to key on that forage and helps them to grow quickly and stay healthy and 
So Pacagama is, is on the list. The Deer Lake, um, that's got largemouth and smallmouth in it too. Nice clear lake and rocky and pretty easy to fish in that regard. There isn't a lot of weed beds and complications to that, so you can kind of use your bread and butter bass tactics out there. Uh, you have Trout Lake and Coleraine has largemouth and smallmouth in it. Um, you have the Wabana chain. Wabana chain has a whole chain of lakes and that's chock full of smallmouth and largemouth and, um, trying to think of some other lakes. There's a couple other. Spider Lake is, uh, you know, a little bit, little bit further up north and, you know, the further you get away from town, obviously the less pressure you get. And so some of those lakes are, you know, brimming with fish too. And, uh, you guys use your traditional tactics out there and catch all kinds of fish. So. Those are those are probably the the top ones that come to mind, Kev, uh, in this area. But I mean, this area is loaded with them. Most most every lake has has bass in them. Maybe not smallmouth bass, but for sure largemouth bass, and uh, and and usually generally pretty good population and and even pretty good size class. Okay. Well, you know, we've talked a lot about AIS over the years. Um, so besides that, because we know everybody's got to be careful about that. We don't want that getting any further than it is. But besides that, anything else out there you see as a longtime angler that concerns you in the fishing world right now? You know, that, it's, it's really interesting because I, I did get something from the state just because I you know, bought a fishing license and I had a, was given a survey and the opportunity to provide some, some input on that and that was one of the comments that or one of the places where they're asking questions that are, are, are there concerns out there? And, um, I just think that, you know, as a whole, I feel like, um, there's a whole nother sophistication and, a uh, a level of angler, like the, the education of, of today's angler is so much more advanced than what it used to be. And I just, I think we just need to be careful with limits. I know some people might, might, might not want to hear that, but, <laughs> I just think we have to be because we have all these tools to to be able to find the fish. And, um, you know, if it gets into the wrong hands or if some people are a little too greedy and don't stick to their limits, you you can really deplete a population of fish real quick. And you can turn in, a, you know, a good lake that has, uh, you know, a bunch of 8 to 9 to even 10-inch bluegills, and, and you can over-harvest those, and all of a sudden you're, the, the lake goes to, to nothing real quick. Um you know, word of yeah. mouth spreads so quick with all the social media and all that. So I, long answer, but I mean, the, the short answer is I think might have to just look at restricting some limits um, just to make sure that we preserve fisheries. And I, I do know that that, that does work. Um, you know, there's a few lakes, and I think there's becoming more and more where they've taken the sunfish limit and, and brought it down. And even some of them, there's only like a five fish limit. Well, you go out on those lakes and you got a chance to catch a, you know, really nice bluegill, like a nine to 10 incher. And, and these are, these are healthy, healthy, beautiful fish. Um, and so being able to have that opportunity is, is, uh, I think pretty precious. And it, and it's, and it's pretty special right now because it's pretty common in this, in this area. And that's a good thing. But like I said, if, if, if that gets away, you can instantly, you know, get rid of all those mature, fish and all of a sudden you just have little potato chips out there and mm-hmm. um you know it's fun fun for a little bit to catch a few fish but i think everybody likes to catch a big healthy healthy fish so i think we just got to be mindful um be mindful of these limits and 
uh, make sure that we stick stick to them. Steve Anson of Manson Angling, my guest, talking about all the great fishing in the Grand Rapids area. We'll wrap it up next. Plus, get a fast five from Steve, too. I'm Bruce Jean at Rainy Lake Guiding. I always like to give to those in need. That's why I'm on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, because we all know Kev Jackson is sure in need of knowledge. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. This is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Wrapping it up with Steve Matson of Matson Angling. When it comes to uh, gear and toys and fun stuff, um, obviously we know that electronics changes every few months, and so all, electronics is always at the forefront. But besides the, the electronics toys, what are some of the cool new things you've seen in the fishing world you like? Oh, that's a good question. Because I, I feel like we have so much at our fingertips right now. Um, you know, things take it get taken to a whole another level, and that's that forward-facing sonar. And you know, most most of the major brands offer some shape or form of that. And it people throw out the game changer um, phrase, and, and it definitely is. But it you still can't force the fish to bite; they still got to want to bite. But uh, that that one is still. And we, we, all this, like the forward-facing sonar and the, the spot lock and things like that have just made fishing so much more comfortable and so much more advantage, advantage to the angler. Um, then, you know, it, it's hard for me to pinpoint what's, what's most current, uh, Cal right now, but those, those things right there really have put the advantage, I think, in, in the angler's court and, of course, bait. Um, you know, I feel like we're, we're getting better there and, uh, soft plastic baits and things like that, you know, um, that whole thing is advancing as we're learning. And, um, so it's that kind of the combination of now, you know, a lot of these good walleye pros are doing the unthinkable and, you know, winning. I mean, we used to be able to pull crankbaits, you know, and, and win a tournament on the Great Lakes and things like that. But most, most of everything has been live bait for walleye as well. So much has changed with the technology and then the appearance of lures and the actions of them that, I mean, guys are doing the unthinkable and just going out and targeting walleyes without even live bait. And that's, you know, 10 years ago, that would have been crazy. But it's, it's a reality, um, reality today. And, um, and I just think it's, it's just putting, putting all the pieces together. Uh, and like I said, it's, it's anglers, um, just the common angler is so much more knowledgeable today than 10 years ago that it just allows that to be possible. Okay. Well, um, if we're going out fishing this weekend, what should we be doing? Smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Smiling because, it, yeah, it, it is good. Um, but, yeah, if, if you're still uh, – if you're in, in for panfish – you know, just get off the weed edges, whether it's the reeds, the lily pads, um, 
you know, wild rice, whatever. The, the fish are right along the edges. Doesn't matter what lake you go to, they're still there. You might have to move around a little bit to, to find a big mega school, but they're right there. Um, walleyes, like I said, if it's cold and windy and, you, you know, maybe use a jig and minnow, but otherwise, uh, this is the time to switch over to your collars and leeches and start, start pulling those around. Or, like I said, if you got forward face, forward facing sonar and then start doing your target casting that way. Uh, bass, bass are, you know, some of the smallmouth will still be up on beds, but they're usually willing to pursue baits and, and chase after baits and largemouth, it's, you know, still in the shallow water thing. So your topwater frogs and, you know, spinner baits and swim jigs and chatter baits and things like that are all just full, full speed ahead. So they're still in the shallow water, maybe, maybe starting to get to the edge a little bit, but it's, uh, you know, get out there, cover some water and the fish are going to show themselves. And it's just, just, just the case, just happens to be the case for this time of year, special time of the year. You just need to get out there and spend some time and, uh, move around a little bit, and you you will you will get bit, and you are going to catch catch fish. All right. Well, Steve, before we wrap it up, do you have time for a quick fast five? Let's do it. All right. Here we go. What's up? Fast five. Question number one: What was the first fish you ever caught? A crappie. How old were you? I was. <clears throat> Maybe six or seven. Okay. Do, do you remember where you were fishing? Yeah, we actually had a family cabin up on uh, South Sturgeon, north of uh, Hibbing and Chisholm, and it was on that lake. Okay. What is the biggest fish you've ever caught? Biggest fish I ever caught was a 40-inch pike that I caught with uh, Travis Peterson on the Rainy River while we were either pre-fishing or fishing the International Falls Bass Championship. Okay. Question number four. You have been sentenced to fishing purgatory. This means you can fish every day for the rest of eternity, but it has to be on one lake. What lake is that going to be? I would say Pekegama. That Yeah, I can see that. You wouldn't get bored there, that's for sure. No, it's very diverse. <laughs> and finally, question number five. Besides fishing and or hunting, what is your favorite sport? Uh, that's a good one. I would say um, if I continue or if I go back and say my childhood, I'd probably say it's hockey. Okay, I thought you'd say that. <laughs> Based on our discussions before. Yeah. yeah. Steve, if we're getting ready uh, to uh, go fishing, we want to read some of your stuff. Where can we find it? So I, I'm uh, on, on staff, I guess, with Midwest Outdoors. I'm a contributing writer there. So every month you can see my, my stories in Midwest Outdoors. And then okay. uh, so, social media, I, I like to, to post a lot of pictures of what's happening and usually add some comments of uh, encouraging people to, to get outside and, and, and get out and, and catch, catch, catch some fish. All righty, Steve Matson of Matson Angling. Great conversation today. Steve, great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time. Absolutely, Kev. Uh, like I said, I appreciate it, and I appreciate that you tee it up at such a fun time of the year to be able to, to share about the Grand Rapids area and all the, the fishing opportunities that are here. So, as always, it's a pleasure uh, anytime.
Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen today. We've got some great shows still to come this week. We will hear from Nate Blazing of the Nisswa Guide League tomorrow. And on Friday, we preview another great fishing event coming to Bemidji. Fishing has no boundaries. Vance will be here, and he needs your help. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Fish hail! Bum, bum.